should really turn That's this up. Bridget King's Highway. Highway. As loud as possible. That's what I'm talking about. What is up, everybody? We are here to talk about the Kings. The week they just had, they played four games in the last week. They lost in Utah against the Jazz. They beat the Pelicans and the Hornets at home and then lost a close, painful killer game against the Pacers. Um, we're going to recap that week and talk about their upcoming week against the Suns, Spurs, and Thunder. And let's get started. I am Luke, and I am joined. We have two wonderful beautiful guests today um ray and sam ray how are you doing i'm feeling beautiful it's great you look beautiful Thank nice you. beard going did you notice um yeah my beard i shaved a little bit down here so it's, it's looking pretty good these days you shaved the neck beard you the just neck a regular beard bit. going just a little bit that's good it looks nice sam how are you fantastic um I have not shaved my neck beard in a few weeks, but I'm doing great. Um, just excited to talk about the Kings. This is my first episode this season. I was left out of the first one. Um, so I'm excited to be here. Season premiere for you. It's a big day. Yeah. You excited? You ready? I'm so excited. Do you, have you been watching the Kings? I've watched a couple games. You know, okay. I, uh, I try to squeeze it in when I'm busy. Great. When you're when you're busy? When I'm busy. I'm all, he waits to be busy, busy when I'm and not then he busy. squeezes it in. <laughs> exactly. It's brilliant. That sounds like me. Like it's as soon as I get busy, I'm like, oh my gosh, I really need to clean this desk. Or man, yeah, I haven't clipped my toenails in a while. You can always find something to do when you're busy. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Ray, you don't Ray, you don't actually clip your toenails. You tear them off, right? Well, I bite them. <laughs> no. Okay. Hold up. This is not what the podcast is supposed to be. You bite your toenails? No. Okay. I don't think anyone does that. Okay. Tearing your toenails is fine. Biting them is not. Unacceptable. All right. We're going to talk. Let's talk a little bit about um, some of the games that we that we uh, just watched over the last week. I actually watched all four of these games. Um, the Kings against the Jazz. They beat the Pelicans. They destroyed the Hornets. It looked really good. We felt great about this team. Everyone was cheering. I was already like getting my championship banner ready. And then uh, we lost a painful, just gross, gross game to the Pacers today. Maybe let's start with that one just because it just happened. What do you guys think of today's game? Uh, it was one of those games where they were not playing well. And I was always surprised to look at the score and find out, oh, no, we're actually, like, in this thing. This is weird. Why is this happening? I think I think that's a good sign. I don't know if that's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing that they were playing poorly and uh, were, were able to stay competitive. That's exactly right. I mean, that, that was my takeaway. It, they, they looked horrible today. I mean, if you compare today's game, what we saw the Kings do today, to what we saw the Kings do against the Hornets just two days ago. It was a completely different team, right? Just there was no ball movement. There was no flow. The defense was solid um, today, but nobody was making shots. And it is incredible that we were even in this game. When we shot, look at these numbers. We shot 36% from the field today, including 29% from three. We had we got out rebounded thirty three to fifty four. 
and we somehow only lost this game by three points. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, you look at what they did setting oh setting the franchise record the other night. That was awesome for three pointers exciting. made in the game, yeah. and they follow that up with a uh, ten three pointers <laughs> tonight. I mean, yeah, it it's an off night. It'd be cool to be able to pull off wins on off nights. I think that's the next level of the Kings improvement, right? They're getting yeah. better. Obviously, obviously you can tell that they're getting better and they're a better team. Um, but it'd be really cool to start seeing them pulling off wins when you know that they're off. I think just watching the game and seeing them have an off night like this, you can tell the one thing that is keeping them in games, at least this season when they're kind of playing crappy versus the previous seasons is their defense, right? If their defense was as good as it was last year or the last few years, they would have got blown out tonight, right? And so even though their offense, they weren't hitting shots, yeah, they their field goal percentage wasn't great tonight, obviously. Their defense keeps them in games when they're not playing great, which is a huge change from previous years. I do, I do want to point out, though, you said that you didn't feel like the ball movement was great tonight, Luke. Is that right? I don't know. That was that was not based on science. That was based on feel. No, I, I and maybe this is just me. This is my feel. This is what I'm feeling. <laughs> is uh, that their ball movement is the one thing that has been fairly consistent from night to night. Hmm. Like they're doing a lot more drive and kick and and I got to tell you, I feel like Buddy Heald is finally becoming that player that I always wanted him to be. He is passing up shots sometimes and putting the ball on the floor and then not shooting it, which is amazing. He is dribbling towards the basket and then deciding to pass it, which you never see that out of Buddy. I love it when Buddy Heald doesn't shoot the ball. <laughs> Just kidding. I also love it when he shoots it. He's at, He's been great this year. He's yeah. definitely, I don't know if it was a mental shift because we all knew that he could shoot. And we saw glimpses of it last season, I felt like, where he would drive to the hoop and it was like, man, he's kind of getting that other part of his game going. Um, and But but this year, it seems pretty rounded and he's playing real defense out there. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I think the other cool thing with Buddy's game this year is even though it does seem like he's passing up more shots, he still took 12 threes tonight, right? And the other night, I think he took, I don't know, what was it, 15, something like that. He's still checking up shots, you know, and they're, I think they're better shots now that he's not, you know, just taking every uh, shot every time he's open. But I think it's great that he's being more selfless, but he's also, you know, taking 12 threes a game, which is cool. Well, right, so the the fact that, like, he... Because he he is taking, I think he is taking all of his open shots. I think he's taking a lot fewer guarded shots, right? And so so once once the other team starts seeing that, oh, he's not just gonna check up shots. Emmanuel's just stand right in his face. They got to start respecting. Okay, he might pass the ball actually, or he might dribble the ball actually. And so that's getting him. I feel like better looks. And yeah, I feel like I feel like he's shooting a lot better this season than he has in the past. Yeah, actually, do you know, um, are his numbers, is his percentage up this year? I you saw know, that he was at the top of the three-point percent, like three-point made, uh, made attempts. Let me see. It would it'd be a good stat for us to have, you know, ready yeah, to go. Yeah, he is. He's, he's shooting 41.7. Last year was 39.1. Pretty similar, okay. but it's up. I mean, it's up almost, I mean, a point and a half, right? 
percentage is point and a half. The last five games, he only has one game where he shot fewer than 10 threes. Hmm. Um, that was against the Jazz. He shot seven, but he made five of them that game. Um, so 71% from the three-point field against the Jazz. But yeah, all the other games, he has shot more than 10, which is cool. I mean, I think if he's shooting the way he's shooting, Luke Walton said something about it in one of his interviews the other day, was if Buddy's open, like, I love it if he's shooting 15 threes a game. He said something he like that. He has to. Which, yeah. Yeah. I mean, shooting 41% from three, you have to take that shot. That's an incredible number, right? If you're making that many, shoot as many as you can. Yeah, absolutely. And what's crazy about that number, so here, look at this. Uh, Three-point attempts per game from last year. Last year was 10.2. This year, 10.8. So it went. It's it's up this season from last season. Even though his minutes are significantly down, he's averaging six fewer minutes a game this season. But his three-point shot attempts are up when what we just said two minutes ago was it doesn't feel like he's just shooting all the time. Even though he's shooting more than he was in fewer minutes, it's crazy. I think it is just a, you know uh, the fact that they, they are better shots. It's fewer, it's fewer shots where like he's creating the shot for himself and more where he's realizing like, hey, I got to pass it off and then run around the screen and get it back and I can get open. And that's why those I think those shots are, are really working for him this year. Right, and I don't feel like it's just Buddy that's been doing it really well. I feel like the Kings are finding a lot of open threes this year, which is fantastic. I mean, but I, I, it is crazy to think that a shooter like Buddy Heald or Harrison Barnes at this point in the season still can find wide open looks at the you know from three point line. Like I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not the best basketball player. I don't. I've never coached a basketball team before. It's always insane to me when you see a player like that wide open. You know, and the Kings are getting a lot of those looks, which is, you know, which I think goes back to your point that, you know, Buddy Heald is, uh, he's taking better shots because the team is creating better shots. You mentioned Harrison Barnes. I, I was curious, so I just pulled it up. He's shooting 43% from three. That's even better. I mean, to have two people on the team shooting 40%, above over 40% from three, on those kinds of numbers, Harrison Barnes is averaging 6.7 attempts a game. Um, I mean, that's just pretty cool. That's pretty crazy. What's Halliburton averaging? What's his percentage? He doesn't shoot as many. I'm looking. Uh, 37%. I'm looking that up right now. Um, And I I think I love Buddy coming off the bench. I mean, obviously he was coming off the bench last year too a little bit. But I think now he's kind of embraced that role. I think last year he kind of fought it, kind of made him mad that, you know, I'm better than that. I should be the one starting. But I think this year he's kind of – embraced it and thought look if i can come out and be with the second unit if i'm with the second unit i'm going to get more shots right um i'm going to be kind of the guy on the court at the time when i'm on the court and i think it's great i think yeah it was probably very frustrating from at the beginning but now that it's he's kind of in the groove of everything i think it's great i totally agree with that and if you look i mean he's not starting the games now but he is often in them at the end of games where that it was almost the opposite last year, right? He would start games, but then he would get pulled late in the game. Um, And it's kind of been the opposite and it's working really well. So, you know, we don't, people don't give Luke Walton a lot of credit for things, but like maybe, I mean, that, that could be one. You can look at the numbers and say like, I don't know, really, you're going to have 
Buddy Heald off the bench instead of, and you're going to have Mo Harkless start? Like, why? Or, you know, you name it. Or Halliburton. But, like, I, I think it was good. I think it was the right move. Yeah. I guess that kind of goes to, oh, sorry. Um, one of my questions was, if you had to pick your five to end the game. Because, yeah, I mean, I think we talk about starters all the time. But I think more importantly, who do you want your five to be on the court when it's a close game with three minutes left? So, I don't know. What do you what do you guys think? Do you think Buddy should be in that all the time? Or do you think it's – what do you guys think? Okay, so I've, I've, I feel like I've tweeted this out a few times this season. And this is the one thing that is that is still driving me nuts about Buddy. I think Buddy's game is – pretty good overall right now like i'm actually really enjoying him enjoying watching him play the the one thing that i'm having a hard time with right now and you see this like almost every game I mean, we've had a lot of close games this season and man that guy knows how to turn over the ball at very inopportune moments like where it's a major momentum shift and it's like oh my gosh the kings are coming back like they got the momentum in their favor they're down three and then he turns the ball over and it leads to like an easy shot. And then it's like, ah, that was like a five point swing there. And it's the last minute of the game. That's the one thing that bugs me about Buddy Heald being in the game at the end. But I think ultimately I, I want him on the floor at the end of the game. You could see tonight in the game, they kind of struggled with this question. Because I think when it's a close game and today the Kings were down at the end of the game, right? So they were trying to come back. And in that case, and they could not get a stop on defense. Um, uh, TJ McWeeny, what's his name? McConnell. Is there there a player that looks more weenie than TJ McConnell? No, the answer is no. But uh, I mean, he like somehow couldn't miss at the end and Levert also couldn't miss. And there's nothing we could do. Like we couldn't stop it. And so when we're down and we're trying to come back, it's like, oh crap. Well, A, we need... Uh, we we need to hit some shots on offense and we need to get some stops on defense. And so the defense, you're like, well, it makes more sense to put in uh, Davion Mitchell. But on offense, we can't really afford to not have Buddy on the floor when he's the one sh- making the shots. And so they kind of like went back and forth and like subbed them out for each other throughout the thing and then kept the other four guys the same. It was Holmes, Fox, Halliburton, Barnes. And then it's like, well, who's that fifth person going to be? Well, do you need offense or do you need defense? And that's a really tough spot to be in where, yeah, we have four guards that should be on the floor. And you can't have four guards on the floor. You just can't. You can't afford to. Um, I mean, every once in a while. But but they get destroyed on defense if they try to go that route. And who are you going to sit? You're going to sit Holmes or you're going to sit Barnes in that case? It's just really hard uh, decision. So I – it's definitely a problem that they're trying to figure out right now. Yeah. And I, I did notice that at the end of the game, I kept on getting confused. I'm like, who are the five that are in the game right now? And I was like, okay, it's Fox, Halliburton, Holmes, Barnes, Buddy, and Mitchell. I'm like, wait, no, you can't play six people, you know? <laughs> and I think it is hard, right? Cause you can't switch out every position, right? You can't say, okay, buddy, you're playing offense. Davion, Davion, you're playing defense, right? You can't Not do football. that. It's not football, which would be cool if you could do that, or hockey or whatever. Can you do that in hockey? I don't know. Substitutions um, don't, don't make any sense in hockey. No, you just run in, which would be awesome. Um, 
It would but. be funny in basketball. <laughs> it would be it would be really hilarious just having people running on and off the court through in the middle of the possession. <laughs> that would be fun. Hey. You could get some really cool trick plays with like buddies on the bench, but then like one person steps off the floor at like the score at the score scorer's table, and then like buddy steps in in the corner, and then it's like, wait, we didn't even know he was in the game. It's like, oh yeah, he just snuck in right there in the corner and he's open for three. Um, but yeah, anyway, sorry, Sam. No, yeah, we should implement that. We should email um, Adam Silver or whatever the guy's name is and tell him to do that. I like fantastic it. Fantastic idea. But anyways, like yeah. Too. Should try it out. Um, it kind of felt like I had the thought when I was watching the last few minutes is I wish we could have six guys on the court right now because we need a, we need a shooter, right? I mean, we have other shooters, but we need, we need Buddy for shooting, but we need Mitchell for defense. We need Halliburton to be the smart guy out there. We need Fox to make plays. And then we need Holmes, obviously. And then we need Barnes. We always need Barnes, you know. But, yeah, so that's a tough position to be in if you're uh, Luke Walton, I think. I'm going to say the controversial thing. Wait, I want to say the controversial thing. A lot of Kings fans, I mean, this is a topic, I think an important one for, you know, to have. If you're running the team, if you're Monte McNair or if you're Luke Walton, I think it's an important conversation to have. Um, or at least, you know, you you have to at least ask the question. Isn't Fox the person you take out? Okay, I was going to say the same thing, right? I mean, as far as, as much as I love Fox being on the floor, one, he's not clutch this season. I'm not really sure he's ever been clutch. I mean, that there could... have been some game, win- game winners, right? Like, there have been a couple times where he's made a shot. But I'm not sure it's, like, at a high rate. It's just because he's gotten a lot of opportunities. Okay. So, and and I, yeah, we, you really can't afford somebody who, I think Fox is the most, you know, he, he, uh, he is most like this on the Kings. He holds the ball and he wants an ISO play. And it's like, dude, like, I get it. You want to be the man, and when you're on, you you probably should be. But right now is not the time that we can afford to to have you playing like this. We can't afford you to hold the ball for 15 seconds and then try to create a shot for yourself that, that you know is going to hit the the front of the rim. He's incredible. I'm not don't. I mean, I feel like people already turned it off because they're like, oh, these losers saying that Fox isn't good. I'm not saying that Fox is an incredible basketball player. I love him. I love having him on the team. He's really good at what he does. Trade him. What what he does? No, don't trade. What what he does <laughs> is um, he's really good in transition. He's fast, and he's creative at, at, in in those fast moving plays. That's what he's good at right now. He is not good at shooting right now. Um, he's not really that good at creating for himself. He got blocked many times tonight at the rim. Creating for himself doesn't work. And when he's driving in like that, trying to create for himself, he's also not our best player at finding the right person to hand it off to. He just, he's not good at that like last second, oh crap, let me, and instead of shooting this, I'm going to have like a nice assist here. He's just not that person. And I don't know what you do about it because he is the franchise player right now. And so it's like, no, but you have to have him on the floor then because you have to give him those opportunities. We know that his ceiling's higher than that. He can break out. He can be that guy. So we have to give him those opportunities. But I, you're on year four, five, what is it, 
of of him and like he should be there by now and he's still not and it's so frustrating because it always seems like he could be but he's still not and at some point it's like yeah i don't i think in that last at the end of this game that play that they ran for fox i think it was the wrong play they shouldn't have had fox in there yeah it's tough i i mean if i'm this is why i'm not luke walton if i am luke walton if i was luke walton um first of all uh new hairdo uh second of all um i would i would i would make halliburton more of the center of the offense i want things run through halliburton way more um I don't know if I was going to pick an MVP of this season or of this, even of this week of this season, though, I would say Halliburton is our MVP. Yeah. I kind of get the, I kind of get the same vibe with Halliburton as I do watching Chris Paul, where I'm like, you're not going to do anything really stupid, right? You're 90% of the time you're going to make the right choice whether that's, okay, you're going to take the good shot or you're going to pass it off last second, kind of like what Luke was saying, is Fox isn't great driving in. Three guys crowd him, and he kicks it out to whoever, Mo Harkless or Harrison Barnes in the quarter for a, for a three. Uh, Halliburton's really good at that. Halliburton's amazing. So I kinda, he, he seems more like a classic point guard to me, obviously, than De'Aaron Fox. Because De'Aaron Fox is not a classic point guard. I think everybody knows that, right? Um, but he just, I, I trust him and it's crazy that I can trust a player like that so much in his second year. I think that's really cool. He, he always, almost always caveat, almost always makes the right play. Um, and you know, there's still mistakes or like maybe, you know, it's like, yeah, well, he doesn't have the confidence. He should shoot it more or whatever it is, but if the ball's in his hand, he's not gonna he's not gonna do the wrong thing. He's not gonna go up and get blocked. If he if he's gonna get blocked, it's gonna be a pass to Rashawn. Um, or he's gonna make it and he's gonna make it happen. Um, it's just that's how that that's how he is. And the problem that we have now, and this moves on to like, here's another question we gotta figure out. If Fox, if you're gonna say, okay, Halliburton is the point guard, he's running the offense, what in the world is a second guard off ball guard that can't shoot what is that like what's the point why do you have that person i don't it's just such a weird way to make up the team it doesn't i don't i don't understand how it's supposed to work so your your point is not necessarily that something needs to be done about fox but your point is there is a problem is that what you're trying to say i mean the the problem is the team makeup is weird right we have four guards that all should, uh, in any reasonable world, should be on the floor. And those four guards for us do cannot play together well. It's not the right makeup for those four people to be on the floor at the same time for us. And so we have to figure out what what makes sense. What's the right combination? And if you're Fox, the thing that made sense for the team was, hey, you have Fox, who's a guard that can run and outrun everybody on the floor. He can finish at the rim. And he's, uh, you know, he can see the floor. He can make creative plays. And you have a guard that plays next to him named Buddy Heald who won't miss an open three-point shot. That combo right there makes sense. 
right? Like you look at that and you say like, oh, that's the makeup of a great backcourt. But it didn't work. We did, That's what we did for the last few years and it didn't work for us. And so we went away from it and we're saying, hey, you know, actually Halliburton, we drafted Halliburton and he's better than we thought he was going to be. And now we drafted Mitchell and holy crap, it looks like he's going to be better than we thought he was going to be. And now you're like, well, what's the, what's the idea here? What's the, how does this, how, how does this work together? How do these play together? Okay. So I was going to, I was going to say if right now I feel like Davion Mitchell has a pretty, uh, like a, like a pretty specific skill set, right. And he has a pretty specific job on the floor. He comes in, you know, he's, he's the one playing defense on their best guard and it's man. It's been a lot of fun to watch for one. Yeah. It's great. Um, he hasn't really been an offensive weapon, but he no, has he's had some flashes of it. But he's yeah, had some, right. Oh my gosh. He's had some flashes last night. He, he was doing great from three point, but, but here's the thing, right? Like you look at Davion Mitchell, you don't think of him as like an offensive threat at all, <laughs> but you know, he's shooting better than Fox this season <laughs> percentage wise from the field and from three point range. Is that true? Yeah. Um, this know, year, yeah. so so yeah, so I mean, he's I mean, I mean, better, but like barely better. I mean, right? it's not surprise. It wouldn't be surprising just because right. Fox has shot so poorly. But Fo- yeah, Fox is shooting three ninety two from the field. I guess thirty nine percent. Uh, um, Davion is shooting forty one percent. So a little bit better there. Fox is shooting. Well, okay, this is really bad. Seventeen, eighteen percent from three point range. Uh, and Davion is 28. So, like, better. <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't know what you, I mean, wh- I don't know what you do about that, right? Because I mean, and it, it's still his first, you know, he's played 10 games, and so you right, right, right. to go up. I don't know. Either Fox has to figure out his shot, or we have a big problem. It's hard. You cannot have a guard on your team in 2021 that shoots 18% from three. You just can't. Right. And so he's got to figure that out. As much as I love him, as much as I love everything else about his game, it kills you to have a guard like that out there. Or especially when our center can't shoot threes, right? Rashawn Holmes is amazing. I love Rashawn Holmes. We should keep him. I, I'm not saying anything bad about Rashawn Holmes, but he's not a stretch. He's not that. a stretch five. He's not. He's just not. And so you can't have a non-stretch five and a non-stretch one. It doesn't. It doesn't work. <laughs> you just can't have both of those at the same time. Stretch one is that a thing? <laughs> I don't. I, it was not supposed to be, but now we're talking about it because we don't have one. Well, I beg to differ to, uh, that Rashawn Holmes can't shoot threes. I think he's two for three this year, Luke. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> You're right. He's got the best three point percentage on the team. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think. Um. I can't remember which one of you said it. Uh. Ray, I think you said it. Was it a so good point? It was probably me. Uh. It was okay. Um, you said De'Aaron shooting well, but he's still scoring. I think you said that, Ray, right? right? Yeah, he um, did. that was Ray. I would have never right? said that. Like he's, yeah, no, he he is shooting bad from three, but he's still scoring decently. You know, he's what 17, 18 points a game, and so it, it does kind of go back to your point, Luke. Is okay. He is in his fourth or fifth year. What is it? I don't. I don't know. Fourth fifth. or fifth? This is his fifth. This is his fifth season. Fifth. Yeah. And as this guy that everybody claims should be an all-star, his numbers should be better than that, right? His numbers are the same as Halliburton. 
and Halliburton is in his second year, right? And so it, it is hard to look at it saying, you know, Halliburton is playing a lot better and he is, you know, when you look at, okay, he's in his second year, but Fox is still playing well, just not as well as we know he could play, which is the most frustrating part, you know? That's exactly right. I mean, I, I really don't want to like paint the wrong picture here. I'm not anti-Fox. That's not, that's not the point. I'm not saying Fox sucks and he needs to go. I'm just saying based on what we all thought Fox was going to be, if you're going to have a player that you base your franchise on, that is the main player. When people say like, Hey, who's on the Kings and the person that's going to come to mind for everybody is De'Aaron Fox. And he's going to be the person that we pay the most on our team and have like the long contract and all of that stuff. You can't be on year five and still talk about him as like in the positive sense as future all-star De'Aaron Fox. It's like, <laughs> Oh man, it's rough. Like people that are long-term stars in the league do not take that long to like get to the point where they're like consistently a threat. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the answer is. I think, I think right now, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like right now everyone's attitude towards it is this is just a fluke. He'll jump out of it. He'll get out of it. I mean, he, he shot well in the past. Um, I'm not, I, he's never been like a stellar shooter, but you know, 30, 30% from three, 47% from the field last year, right? Like not, not awful. And that gets 25 points a game for him. He gets to, he got to the rim a lot last year, right? Shooting about seven free throws a game last year. I just, is that a hit? Wait, hold on. That's not that much actually. Seven free throws a game. I feel like he had a lot yeah. last year. Anyways. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think the reason that no one's actually talking about it in serious terms is because everyone just assumes he'll jump out of it. It's because he has flashes of it, right? Like you, you, the season started this year. Remember he had six horrible games and everyone's like, oh, but don't get worried yet. It's just, you know, it's the beginning and he's going to break out of it. And then he had a good game and then he had like a bad game and then a really good game and then a bad game. And it's like, Hey, yeah, look, look, we can see it. Look, there he is. He's coming out of it. And it's like, you no, know, I, I, uh, I kind of feel that's always who he's been is like, he'll have a great game where he puts up 40 points and you're like, man, that's the De'Aaron Fox that everybody thinks he could be. And then the next game he comes out and he ends with eight points. And it's like, what is happening? Who is this person? Why is he so inconsistent in his offensive production? It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense as your star player. It just can't be. That would, it's just, no other team has their star player be that inconsistent. Right, and that was going to be my next point, is if you think of other teams, right, I don't, who do you want to compare them to? Trey Young, right? Trey Young is consistently, you know, scoring 30 points a game, or at least 25 points a game, right? And getting a good amount of assists. And it, I think like that's always been kind of the Kings thing, is having hope and in players that are just inconsistent and if you're going to be a a really competitive team you need a guy who's going to be good every night and i'll tell you who that guy is right now harrison barnes i was looking at night i was like oh no one scored over 20 points the score is pretty low everybody's pl playing pretty crappy i look at my box score on my espn app and i'm like oh okay harrison Barnes has 20 points even though it kind of seems like no one was playing that well right 
and he's been that guy. But I guess going back to Fox is if you have a star guy, the franchise guy, you just got to be more consistent. I don't, and yeah, I don't know what else to say about it really, but it is frustrating as a fan. And yeah, it's just frustrating because you know. we know he can do it and, and, and you see it and you can see the flash of it and we all know it. And that's, what's frustrating about it. It's not like, it's not frustrating because I'm like, Oh, cause he sucks. And why are we still committing to this guy? You see it because it's like, he, he's totally capable, but for some reason isn't able to ever fully realize that potential. I think what we have not talked about um, in all of this is the actual MVP, and that is who? I, Wait, yeah, who? Uh, how do you say his name? Alex Lynn. No, <laughs> actually, Alex, I love Lynn's Alex been, Lynn. Alex he's Lynn been, he's been, been a, way he's better been than I expected him to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I was gonna say Metu. Oh gosh, <laughs> one for one. He broke the record, Luke. Okay. The king. Wait, set- can I ask something about Metu? I feel like I missed something in the Metu situation last season or something. Because the fans at that game were like cheering, chanting for Metu to get subbed into the game. And then he was, and they went crazy for him. It seems like the fans love him a As lot. They should. No, but based on what? I think I missed something. What is it based oh on? Gosh. Has he Sam- done anything cool? Sam, can you explain it to him, please? No, explain. Please explain it. I don't understand. I want to understand. I want to be in on the meme of it or whatever it is because it doesn't make sense to me otherwise. Well, was it was it from the time that he went up for that dunk and he got clobbered pretty good and he was everybody out for loved him before that, didn't they? Oh, did they? I don't know. I don't know either. Real no, question: What's his first name? Chemezi. Chemezi. Obviously. Of course. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I'm I I would actually love to know what it is because fans do love him. And I'm not sh- I feel like I missed it. Like I, there must have been a game that was really cool or something and it happened to be a game that I didn't watch <laughs> or something. <laughs> because like in my mind he is like the same as I like I don't Alex as Lynn. What? I don't like uh, I don't even know. Like what? <laughs> God. It doesn't make any sense. I would never chant for Alex Lynn to be subbed in to the game. It just wouldn't happen. Okay, Alex Lynn has been uh, has been fun actually. There's one yeah. thing I wanted. To, <laughs> one thing I wanted to talk about is how how, how fun the uh, the bigs have been. And I saw something tonight that I had not seen yet this season, or haven't noticed at least. Rashawn Holmes was playing at the same time as Tristan Thompson for a second. Oh, is that right? Yeah, there was a time where they were overlapping. And I thought, huh. And I, I don't know. Maybe it was because the uh, the the Pacers were running two bigs and they needed two guys in there to defend. But mm-hmm. I, I feel like the bigs have have been our strong point. Where not not like they've been awesome all the time, but they come in and they do a pretty good job at holding down their position. And it's not really a point of having to worry. I think the 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 only thing I. I would say you do worry about is Rashawn Holmes getting into foul trouble just because he is so important to that. You know, he, he needs to be on the floor. He does get into foul trouble quite a bit, um, yeah. which is a bummer because I think some of them are pretty lame foul calls. For him. They kind of, they kind of but, are, huh? But the other thing that's tough for him, and I'm not sure if it's like a size thing because he's only, he's only, only 6'10". Um, that's it. 
But every once in a while, he'll get matched up with somebody who is just like clearly bigger than him. And he gets just destroyed on the on the boards. Like tonight, he ended with nine rebounds tonight. Like Rashawn yeah. Holmes should not end with nine rebounds when he's, you know, a, a, he's averaging 11. B, last game he had 20, um, you know, like, <laughs> and then he ends with nine tonight. He had six against the Pelicans. So every once in a while he gets like matched up with somebody that is just way better than him at that part of the game. And that's the only thing that is like, but it's okay. It's okay. Wait, who awesome. was it though? I love him. Was it against? Who was he matched uh, up with? Yeah, was it? Uh, what's his name? Demontis Sabonis. No. Uh, yes, some of it was that, and then it was. Um, who was the other guy that was in there? Um, come on, uh, I'm gonna tell you. It is Miles Turner. Was tonight. oh okay, all right. Um, which makes sense. I mean, Miles Turner is good, and he's big, right? Right. Right. But uh, you just sometimes he he just can't really win against those guys for some reason and i'm not yeah. sure i'm not i really don't know what what that is or why that's the case was tonight his first night um having a minus plus minus a negative plus minus i guess oh did he he, I don't he, had a, he, no. he was my he was minus six tonight which no he was minus nine in the pelicans game oh was he okay all right yeah and that was another one that was where he had he ended with six rebounds he didn't play oh that's where he got ejected doesn't count he got ejected doesn't right? count doesn't right? count yeah never mind I take back everything I said there. Uh, he's been a lot but of fun. He was, getting, he was kind of getting beat by Valanciunas in those games. Oh, okay. Oh. I think that's okay. why I love Alex Len is because he is big. Like he's just he like a big, a big guy, you know? And I feel like the Kings have a hard time just like having a big, strong you know, very tall, strong guy. And I feel like he kind of is that guy where it's like, I'm just going to go in there and get rebounds and I'll make some good little shots here at the basket. But so I kind of like that because you can kind of depend on him just to be in there and be the big guy against the other team's big guys when sometimes, yeah, Rashawn Holmes does struggle with that. But yeah, so I love Alex. Glenn, even though I saw a thing the other day, you know, when he was on the Kings, what year was that? 2019? It was two years ago, I think. Was 19, it? yeah, 19 to 20, yeah, 19 season. I think he played like 15 games on the Kings. Yeah, it was exactly 15 games. 15? Yeah. Nice. It kind of seems like he was on there all season to me. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> so right. It did day. seem like he was around for a while, yeah. And I was like, you only played 15 games? That's like a month. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's not much. Why did it seem like he was on there all season? It was weird. Anyways, he is averaging he's averaging more time, more minutes this year. Yeah. Um basically all the things. More points, more uh oh fewer rebounds actually. Um so he went from six point one to four point three is how many rebounds he's averaging this year. Minutes went from fifteen to eighteen point nine. He's averaging nineteen minutes a game this season. It's pretty crazy. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Um and then seven seven point two points. So it's it's great. How do you think someone like Tristan Thompson feels being on the Kings? I think it's fine. I think he likes it. I think he likes coming in and being the veteran player in the locker room and just trying to help out the young guys. He talks a lot about that in his interviews. I think it's okay. I think he, you know, I think he's excited about the minutes that he gets, but um and you know, yeah. and, and he he makes the most of it. He comes in and he plays really hard. 
which is basically what you want in that role, right? Third, third big off the bench um, to come in and just kind of push people around, get some rebounds, play tough defense. So that I think that works out great. Oh, but that actually leads me to a question that I have for you guys. What what do you think? What's your prediction on how the Bagley situation ends? Oh, is Bagley on the team? Yeah, oh. he is actually. <laughs> um, and for once in his career, he's not hurt, but he's still not so they, playing. So they don't have an uh, excuse not to play. <laughs> so, but what? Like, what do you think? I'm not. I'm not talking. Like, I don't. It's probably not even interesting enough to talk about, like, why is he not playing or whatever? No, nah, like, I don't want to talk about who it. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Um, but what do you think? How, how is it going to end? Is it going to be like, hey, his contract expires and the Kings don't pick it up? Or are they going to trade him? Or I think I if they're know. like, what is it? I think if they're going to try to trade him, they would be playing him. I just don't think they care at all. I feel like if you want to trade a player... Right. Especially, I mean, you're going to play him in the beginning of the season. You're going to give him some time on the floor to flash some of his skill. They're not even giving him a chance to show. They're not even giving him a chance to show other teams what he can do. And so for me, that just means they have zero interest in getting anything from him. Maybe they tried a ton this summer and they just got nothing. And they're like, fine, whatever. Nobody wants him. We don't want him. You know, no reason to put him out there on the court and see if, you know, he can gain some respect from other teams. I just, yeah, I think he's just done. I think his contract just expires and he'll go play in the G League. That's insane. That doesn't make, I mean, it just seems crazy. He seems better than that, but I don't, I mean, maybe he's not, but he seems better than that. But maybe he's not. (laughs) I know. You're telling me. He's not as good at basketball as Alex Len. Yes. For real. Well, he's not really fighting for minutes against Alex Len, right? I feel like he's playing minutes against uh, Harrison Barnes and, and Mo Harkless. And Mo Harkless. And right, he he's not going to be the stretch four that we actually want out there. But I don't think Luke yeah. Walton has any. I don't think Luke Walton has any intent of of playing a real power forward out there. And he can't. He he doesn't play defense as well as Mo Har, Mo Harkless. I think it's easy for Kings fans to look at Mo Harkless and say like, "Why are we playing him? He ended today's game with zero points. Like, what in the world? How is this person starting for our team and is ending a game with zero points? And you're telling me Bagley's not good enough to play? Like, what's the? And it's like, yeah, Mo Harkless yeah. is actually really good at defense, and that's what he's in there for. That's the whole point. Right. Yeah. I have no problem with Mo Harkless starting. I actually kind of like the situation. But yeah, Bagley, Bagley's fighting minutes against those guys, not not Alex Len. Uh, I, I just I just don't think Oh, sorry, you had Sam. No, I was just going to say it's a just a weird situation in general. I mean, being Bagley, how do you go about day-to-day, you know, practice, right? Are you actually trying to be a part of the team? Or are you just kind of like, eh, I'm just going to kind of stay over here and shoot in the corner? Or are you, you know, it, it would be a very weird situation to be in as Marvin Bagley, but also as, you know, the coaching staff is, hey, we know you're pretty good, but we kind of don't want to play you because you're not actually that good. And you're probably going to get hurt five minutes into the first game we put you into. It's, it's probably just such a weird situation, especially at practice. I've, 
At least that's what I imagine. I don't know. He yeah. Oh, go ahead. he uh is. I, I mean, he he played. There are a couple of games that he came in and played even this season for a few minutes. Right. And when those happened, I remember saying out loud to my wife, who was watching the game with me. And by watching the game with me, I mean she was in the house when I was watching the game. And I said out loud to her, man, Marvin Bagley looks like he can be a really good player. Like, there's a reason. I mean, I remember saying about him early on, I think he can be an MVP in this league. Because he is so athletic. And he's kind of got a soft touch. He can, like, he's got the super quick jump. Like, he was good at rebounding and getting tip-ins. All the things that you want. He could run the floor as a big guy. Like, he's good at a lot of things. And it's just, it's crazy to me that there's not a spot for him in the league. That doesn't, that that can't be true. Yeah, I, I, maybe it's not that there's no spot for him in the league. I actually just think there's no, they have no plan for a player like him on the Kings. Right? I think Luke Walton has a pretty specific set of, you know, or offensive set that he wants to run and a four, a traditional four type that actually can't shoot threes very well. just doesn't fit or play defense. Or That's play the defense. problem, right? You can't, you right. can't come out of a season where you were a historically bad defensive team and say, you know what? We're going to stick with the guy that can't play defense. You just can't right. do it. You just no, can't. You can't. You can't. Um, do you guys want to talk about uh, this coming week? What do we got going on this week? Because last week was pretty good, actually. I, if you know, if if you start at the beginning of the season or at the beginning of each week, and you say, you know, it'll be a successful week if the Kings go blank and blank against these teams, right? Um, I think you look at last week and you say two and two. That's pretty good, actually. The Jazz, Pelicans, Hornets, Pacers. Yeah, definitely. That yeah. I that that was it was good. I mean, today's game was a bit of a letdown. Um, yeah. And a disappointment because they should have been able to win today's game because the Pacers are just not good and they had a bunch of players not playing. Um, they should have won today's game, but two and two that's great. Okay, so next I think week, someone. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I think someone tweeted at you, Luke, and said the Kings have fallen below. I think this was last Monday or something. The Kings have fallen below five hundred. It's all downhill from here, you know, for the Kings fans. Because once Kings fall below 500, it's over. And looking, I guess, I think it was at the beginning of last week, they were three and four, right? And coming out of this week, being five and five feels pretty good. It's like, okay, we're not three and seven, right? Which is great. Or three and eight, right? So I'm going to be negative for a second here. I got to play the other side because we just said something positive. We can't only say positive things because (laughs) we have to balance it. We don't want people to be too happy. That's what not you what wanna, this is about. You want to trade Fox again? No, I never said I wanted to trade Fox. Fox for Simmons, straight up. <laughs> Who says no? Um, no, that's not what I want to say. What I want to say is one of the things that drives me crazy about the online conversation around the Kings with Kings fans is we're still a little too positive. <laughs> I mean, let's all be a little bit sad. No, that's not what I mean to say. But a lot of people are like talking about how, you know, this team's different. And when we we lost to the Jazz, we beat the Pelicans. And I remember um, people saying like, that's a game we would have lost in the past 
and we didn't or against the Hornets. That's a game we would have lost in the past. And this year we didn't lose it. We won it. And I think it's just a bad I think it's just bad logic. It's just a bad argument. I might even agree with the idea that like yes, this Kings team is different or this Kings team is better than it was last season. But it's just a bad argument. Please don't make that argument. If you're online and you ever see yourself typing in the last year the Kings would have lost this game, don't type that because guess what? The Kings didn't go 0 for 82 last year. They actually won games last year. It's not like they just lost all their games from beginning to end. You can't say like, oh, they would have lost this game. The Kings beat the Pelicans last year or, you know, you name it. They, they, there were teams that they beat. And so it's not like they would have just lost all of these games. So don't just, just, it's just a bad argument. Don't use that argument. So when they come home, they beat the, the Pelicans and the Hornets. They also might've done that last year. It's okay. It's okay. doesn't mean that they're not better. The Kings would have lost today's game last year. And they lost it this year. <laughs> they probably would have lost it by many more points last year. Oh, you can't say that? Okay. <laughs> I can. Um, I'm allowed to. I made the rule. But don't, don't, don't use that argument. It's just a bad argument. Yeah, no, I get that. They I think it's, games. yeah. Yeah. No, okay, but I, I, do, I do think that each game you kind of go into this this year and it feels different because it's like, yeah, they could, they could beat any team. I think you have that feeling except for the jazz apparently, but mm-hmm. I think you do get that feeling that oh, yeah, they could beat good teams. Right. Um, and so that's a good, I mean, that's, that's a good feeling. All and right. I think so the, speaking I think of the, which, yeah, we have this week tomorrow is back to back. We got a game tomorrow. They're playing the Suns at home. The Suns who the Kings already beat once this season. They're gonna, so the Suns will be in town to play here. Um, the Suns are five and three now. When we played them, they were bad. I think they were like one and two or something when we played uh, them, and we made them one and three. Cool. And then now they're kind of on a streak. Is that what? Is that right? That sounds about right. They 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 had a losing record. Yep, one and three when we played them. Yeah, they've won four in a row. They haven't lost since we beat them. So it's because we haven't played them since then. It is true that we have not played them since we last played them. That is true. That, yeah. Facts only on this podcast. <laughs> what do you guys think? What's your prediction? What do, what's going to happen in this game tomorrow? Well, so the Suns don't have Aiton, right? Correct. I think that's right. Okay. They have yeah, JaVale no idea. McGee. Oh, good point. Um, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I think... I, I would feel more comfortable. This is going to sound weird. I would feel more comfortable if they weren't playing at home. Um, I like it when the Kings are on the road. I don't know. I just feel like they're better. They're better on the road this season. They're three and two on the road, two yeah. and three at home. It doesn't give me any more comfort that they're at home. You know, yeah. usually right. when you're when you're at home, you're like, oh, we'll probably play a little better. That's not the case. It's even like eh, they might play a little worse. Um. So it's hard to tell. I mean, the Suns are on a little roll right now, but I don't know. I think this. I think they can. I think Rashawn Holmes could have a huge game, since you know DeAndre Ayton's not playing. So he's going to be going against Javale McGee and whatever that guy's name is, Frank Kaminsky. I don't know whatever his name is. Um, so I think he could be have a huge game, and that's his previous team. So you know he wants to play well. Oh, wait, did he play for the Suns? I didn't know that. 
Okay, Ooh. yeah, he did. Rashawn Holmes. Holmes. Yeah, that's where we yeah. got him from. Oh, yeah, I don't remember those things. He ba- he um, barely played for the Suns, but I remember Suns yeah. fans were really upset about it because they're like, "Dang, this guy actually seemed like he might be good, even though he wasn't really getting any minutes." Mm. And turns out they were right. <laughs> He's oh, really yeah. good. He's awesome. MVP. He might be the funnest person to root for on the team too. He is. He's fun. just cool. He's great. Um, I think the Kings come out tomorrow. I think they bounce back pretty well. I think they come out shooting well tomorrow. A much better shooting game than they had tonight. <laughs> and uh, um, I think defense. Defense is going to be shooting and defense. If they could uh, do those things well tomorrow, I think they win. <laughs> if they can do offense and defense well tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's great. See, I think if they, if they score more than the Suns, I think they'll be fine. I think so. Um, yeah, I I agree with that bold prediction. That I I do think that they'll. There's no way they're going to have back to back games where they just take a dump on the court like that, eh, like they did today. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's no way. <laughs> Being too positive, Luke. <laughs> See, we're going back and forth. I told you, I gave you some <laughs> positive, some negative. We're going. I. I, this team's different. Last year, we don't know. Maybe they would have, but this year they're not going to. That's my new prediction. <laughs> you remember how bad they were last year, um, back-to-back games? Was that last year? Yeah, they oh, never was won like one. every time there was a back-to-back game is like they're gonna lose. They can't. They can't play two games in a row because they were just wearing their, themselves out the first game because they were so fast. Yeah, that's is that right. The thing this year, I think. No, because they're not playing nearly as fast. No. Right. Okay. So they're going to win tomorrow. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, they have the Suns. Then they go on the road. I guess for the rest of the week, they're on the road uh, against the Spurs on Wednesday and then against the Thunder on Friday. Now, I'm going to say it would be actually kind of a bad week if they don't end up 2-1 and one this week. That's yeah, I think that's right. I think two and one is what you need from this week. You cannot go the the Spurs right. The Spurs are three and seven. Thunder are three and six. Although the Thunder I, did they didn't they just beat the Lakers? Was that last night though? A couple nights ago, they yeah. actually beat the, the Lakers a couple times this season now, haven't they? Yeah, Maybe that's kind of weird. Doesn't make the any Lakers, sense. I don't know. The Lakers are weird. If you if you they, look they at be- the next, <laughs> oh, wait, sorry, they have beat the the Lakers twice this season. <laughs> really. <laughs> Yeah. fantastic love that thanks thunder if you if you look at the next five games the kings should go if it were up to me <laughs> they should five go and oh. five and oh, no they should go at least three and two maybe four and one they're playing okay, so- the suns they could lose that game they're playing the spurs i think they should Win these games, Thunder, Pistons, Timberwolves, all bad. But yeah, yeah, Thunder, Pistons, Timberwolves. Come on, that's that's a pretty easy schedule for the next week and a half. It's a pretty good road trip, right? They play Spurs, Thunder, Pistons, Timberwolves on the road before they come back home. That's amazing. A, that could be a good road trip. It's more like a vacation than it is a road trip. <laughs> yeah, vacation I mean, in Detroit, baby. <laughs> Detroit and Minnesota. Our best, our favorite places to go on vacation in San Antonio. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I kind of agree with you, Sam. I think three and two 
is what they need to be shooting for for the next five games. This week, they need to go two and one. Two and one. All right. I'm going to hold you guys to that. If they go one and two, I'm going to blame you guys for jinxing it. Who was the MVP of the week? The MVP of the week goes to, I think, Tyrese Halliburton. Now. Oh, Tyrese. And I don't know if if it's because I'm in love with Tyrese, but um, it's probably because of that. I I think that uh, I think Tyrese Halliburton, he has come out this week, and it's more obvious than it was weeks prior that he is the level-headed guard on the on the floor at all times. And that's what they he, need. That's what they need. He looked great this week. It's it's weird because I think that if you look at his stats, his numbers don't really back it up. It doesn't look right. the same. I mean, you can watch. I watched that Charlotte game, and I remember thinking, like, man, I would love to see what his stat line was because he was so good. And then you go look in the stat line, and it's like he only had five assists or whatever it was, six assists. And it's like it felt like he had twenty assists. Yeah. Um. But I don't. But he is. He's he's just good. It's not quite showing up in the stat line. I think that's a good choice. Thank you. Rashawn Holmes had a great game. I mean, I think individual performance, Rashawn Holmes, 23-20 and 20, yeah. um, against the Hornets was just a fantastic display of uh, beauty and grace and elegance by Rashawn Holmes. You know, the game after he threw his headband and got ejected. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He had to make up for the, the I love rebounds. Man, I do love his passion, though. I mean, I love how how fired up he gets at times. I love that. I love that he throws or flicks his headband or whatever into the stands, and they give him a technical, and he's like, what, why? Why would you give me a technical for that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, okay, was, why do you think you got surprised. technical? Was, uh, yeah. <laughs> why? It's not, it's not that confusing. Do you uh, – So, what Luke, do you, you said – Oh, yeah, go. You said – Rashawn Holmes, Ray, you said Halliburton. Mm-hmm. I got to go with Harrison Barnes, MVP <laughs> for the week. He didn't have his triple. best week of the season, but I just, uh, as Ray is in love with Tyrese Halliburton, I'm in love with Harrison Barnes. He is also very smart. And I feel like he's just one of those guys where when he gets excited, it's like, if he's excited, something good's got to be going on. You know, because he seems so calm and so just like put together and just like very mature. You know, I wear a suit to the game. Yeah. Um, and so when he is like playing well and getting excited and yelling and like pumped up, it just makes me so excited. So I'm going with uh, Mr. Barnes. Sounds amazing. Um, I, I love love me a Harrison Barnes. Um, I love me a Harry Barn. Um, okay. <laughs> One last question to, to wrap this thing up for you guys. A little game we're going to play. Two parts. Two-part question here. The first part. Let's say I told you I came back from the future. I traveled to the future to February. And I came back and I told you, guess what? There was a Kings player on the All-Star team. Who would you guess it was? Oh, I know the answer if, to this. If you had a bet on it. You're going to put money on this. Who, who's it going to be? Who do you think that is? In the Western Conference, I think it had to be Rashawn Holmes. I think Rashawn Holmes is a top three center in the Western Conference. And that makes sense. Okay. Sam, what do you think? 
You're not going to like my answer. I would say De'Aaron Fox, but for this reason. <laughs> Why would I not like that? I like De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> Luke hates De'Aaron Fox. I'm not Fox. the anti-Fox guy. Don't put Luke. me in there. <laughs> Luke, you're going to hate this answer. Um, the reason I say it is because the all-star team is very much picked by fans, right? And it's very much like, who is the most popular person on this team or the most known person? Rashawn Holmes is never going to get picked because – Unless you like watch the Kings, you're not going to, no one's going to vote for Rashawn Holmes. Nobody even knows um, who he is, I think, still. No one knows who, yeah, no one knows who that is, unless you're they a Kings will. fan. Yeah, or I mean, yeah. You, but that, that's the reason why I would say De'Aaron Fox, because people know who he is. I don't know. Which it is, is dumb, frustrating man. that that is how it works. And the reason I thought, I even thought of this question is, Sam, when you were talking about Harrison Barnes being the MVP of the week, I think you can say that Harrison Barnes has been our best player this season easily yeah yeah he's the most consistent he's putting up big numbers he is efficient he does it all offense and defense he's able to stay on the floor all of the things that you want out of a player i think just he has been our most solid player this season and it's like well why wouldn't he be an all-star and it's like yeah because for some reason there's like a mental model of like here are the category here's the group of people that are eligible to be all-stars based on how cool and popular they are. And then the best people from that group are the ones that make it in. And for some reason, for the Kings, De'Aaron Fox is in that bucket and he's the only person on the team in that bucket right now. And somebody has to be exceptional to get their name into that bucket, to even be in the conversation of, okay, wait, should we even compare their numbers or should we even watch them play to see do they deserve to make it? And I think that's what's really hard about the all-star stuff. Fox is in that bucket, and I'm not sure he's our best player. And he's the only player on our team in that bucket right now. Yeah, he's the easy, he's the uh, the most uh, marketable player, I think. Yeah. Okay, second part. I told you it was two-part question. Yes. I come back from the future. Same thing. I come back from the future, and I tell you, actually, it was two players on the Kings team mm. that were all-stars this year. And you're never going to guess who it is. <laughs> now. Now. What's that too? <laughs> the, the fans showed out to vote for him, man. Wow. It's amazing how that works. <laughs> um, I think I'd, I'd still go Holmes and uh, I, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say Fox because I hate. Uh, okay. Why? I, 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 I really no, I don't hate him. I love I hate him. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> the I don't want to say Fox because I don't want I don't want it to be because of the votes is why he made the All Star team. I don't think he's gonna make it on merits. But wow, would, you don't, huh? No, I I would love it if it was Holmes and Halliburton. Hmm. Okay. I think Halliburton is one of those players that. Um, I, I mean, based on your scenario, right? You would never believe who it was. You you probably wouldn't guess Halliburton, but based on the way he plays, maybe he, he should by February. All right, I like that answer. That's a good answer. All right, Sam. I'm going to go off the whole Fox thing, kind of what I said last time. I would oh. probably say Buddy this time. I'm not saying oh. Fox. I'm saying Buddy because people know who he is. People know who Buddy Heald is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right? they really do. He won the three-point contest. They know he's a shooter. That they know him from college. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I could see him if he continues to play really well, continues to shoot well, gets more action on ESPN, whatever, more buzzer beaters, more cool shots. I could see it. It's amazing how much that. that the the how many like highlights do you have online is a real factor in it. In just how much do oh, you, yeah. it's it's the mind share. Let's like what what is the mind share of this player? Like how much do people even know or regularly hear about them? And I think in the past the reason that Fox is up there really high in respect in the league is because he has had a lot of that, right? Just I there last season and before there were so many times where those his plays were getting posted on Twitter by whether it's the NBA account or the ESPN account or the Bleacher Report or whatever it is, his plays were getting shared all over the place because they were crazy, right? Like either he's faster than any, anyone or he's dunking it or it's a you know, nice finish at the end of the game that mattered. And there just haven't been very many for him this year. Um, Buddy has had a handful, I feel like, because he's been shooting exceptionally well. Rashawn Holmes has had some. Harrison Barnes has had some. Um, Halliburton... A few, I think. Um, Davion Mitchell, I think, is one who... I don't think this year he's going to be an all-star. It's not going to happen. Um, but I think that he's going to be one where pretty quickly his name will start to be in those conversations because his highlights are everywhere. And I that's just, that's just how it works, unfortunately, for all-star stuff. Okay, but here's my answer. I would say Holmes Barnes. Okay. I think if Barnes keeps playing well and he has a career season and people keep hearing that, that Barnes is like, you know, leading the team in points and shooting well and clutch at the end of games, people people will talk about that. People know who Barnes is and people will say like, man, that's crazy. I can't believe he's hitting his ceiling at this point when he's been in the league so long. And it's like, yeah, actually Harrison Barnes is only four years older than Davion Mitchell. Yeah. How is that possible? It's not like it's not like Harrison Barnes not like a hundred years old. He's I think he's twenty eight or something, and Davion Mitchell's twenty four. Is that what it is? It's something crazy like that. It's not. They're not even that far apart, and so huh. he's he's definitely not over the hill at all. Um, and I I think I think he can still make that Im- impact or an impression on on the league and on fans. I love it. Okay, okay. So I have a quick question for you guys. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Now, the early 2000s Kings is probably my favorite team to watch. Or was my favorite team to watch, right? Now you even go back and watch, you know, you watch their highlights, like, that's a fun team, right? Who on the current team, because I had this thought, because it kind of came naturally. I thought I was watching a player play, and I thought he would have fit in perfectly with those early 2000s. Mm, you gave teams. us a hint. It's already a boy. We know. Oh, shoot. It's like, guess who? Now all, like, half of the players are gone. Okay. No, boys. I mean, there's only, like, six girls in guess who. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Claire, so... Susan. <laughs> Is Marsha one? <laughs> I know, that's pretty good off the top of your head. <laughs> Thanks. So, so what player do you think right now would fit best on those teams? Sam. I think I know who you think. I think you're probably <laughs> thinking Tyrese Halliburton. Okay, right? Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you right now. 
Dramatic effect. Tell us the name of who you're thinking. Yeah, we're supposed to guess who you're thinking. That's not the game, Sam. Who do you think? Oh, sorry. I think I would go with Tyrese, just because he's such a good like team player and he's smart, which was a lot of how they played, right? Um, Or maybe Rashawn, just because he's a you know athletic big guy who you can feed the ball to down there. I don't know. That would be who I would guess or who I would want to see playing with them. But I want to know what Ray thinks. Wait, are you saying who do you think best would matches the best? what happened there? Or who do you think would be the most useful for them? I guess I guess for me, it, it's, it's more of who best matches that style of play. Rashawn Holmes, because he gets screwed by the refs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> gotcha. No, um, I would say maybe um uh, yeah, I Halliburton's a good one. I mean, just because he has the best like passing and court vision um situation. But come on, like if you put Buddy out there to hit like like yeah. to really space the floor more. Imagine how much more of the flow and fun passing and like that would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been fun. That's a good point too. Yeah, I was I was gonna say Halliburton. I think Halliburton's game reflects kind of the whole the whole the whole uh style of the early two thousands where you know he he's so good at he's so good at passing the ball. Like it's amazing sometimes those passes that he will make and he loves the no look pass, which is always fun to watch. Yeah. Because it throws me off. I'm like, who's he? Oh, I said, oh, he's gonna pass it to Rashawn. No, he passed it to Buddy. Oh man, he got me good. That's the best. It is a really good feeling when that happens. And I feel like when those happen, like the crazy pass. Explain this situation to me. Why is this? It's. I mean, you'd have to go look it up to see if it's really true, but it feels true that after a crazy pass, players are way more likely to make the shot. <laughs> that kind of seems true. Yeah, it's because really they're does, where it's like, oh my gosh, that pass was amazing, and it's like, yeah, there's no way they're gonna miss this shot now. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> Always a make after a crazy pass. Yeah, all the more reason to make crazy passes. Better shooting percentage. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining. Um, if you're still with us, congratulations. Um, you just wasted an hour of your life. Um, and but you're so much better off for it because now you know all about. Um, our opinions on the Kings, which is great, super useful. And no, but it's just fun. You know, I think this is going to be a fun season for the Kings. They're definitely a fun team to watch in route for a lot of great individual players this season. And it's kind of coming together and it's still a young team. And it's just kind of fun to see all of them continue to improve every single player on the team is better than they were last season, except for Fox. And that is really cool and fun to watch. And so, you know, we're going we're gonna to keep going. So this week is going to be fun. We have the Suns tomorrow night. We'll be online. We'll be watching it. Hang out. Shout us out online. Tell me if you think I'm dumb for my diss on Fox. But, like, man, come on. It's okay. We can have a real conversation about it. It's not. I'm not saying that I'm necessarily right. I'm, I'm open to being wrong. Let's talk about it. And, uh, yeah. All right. Hey, I'm excited for this week. I think, I think 
if we stop making podcasts, it's because the Kings are playing poorly, right? <laughs> kind of like last year, how it's like we started out doing them weekly, and then it's like, oh, we kind of just let's not talk about it. So this year, we are going to keep on doing podcasts because they're going to do well, right? Yeah. We're so, excited. I'm excited. And we got a little shout out, I don't know, by uh, one of the, the, the media guys from the Kings. Carmichael, Dave, thanks for the retweet. Thanks for tuning into our podcast, Dave. And uh, yeah, and you know we'll be back next 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 week. We're gonna do this weekly. We're gonna recap the week. So next week we'll be talking about how the Kings surprised us all and they went three and zero. And we're gonna be so happy and so thrilled. And I'm I'm looking forward to that. So have a great week, Kings fans, and we will see you on the flippity flip. Uh, yeah, you should really turn this up. Kings Highway. Highway. It's possible. That's what I'm talking about. Natural Bridget Kings Highway. Highway.